You're listening to the Film at Lincoln Center podcast. This is Eugene Hernandez, Deputy Director here at Film at Lincoln Center. This week, we're sharing an extensive conversation with Mati Diop. She's the French Senegalese director who won the Grand Prix Award at the Cannes Film Festival earlier this year for her debut feature, Atlantics. Following a number of impressive short films, Mati Diop returned to Film at Lincoln Center for the 57th New York Film Festival, where she joined our director of programming, Dennis Lim, for a director's dialogue. Let's go now to that conversation. It's, uh, it's very special to have you back on this very stage because uh, this is where we first showed your work. And we did a pairing of um, Atlantique, your short from 2009, and also your medium-length film, Mille Soleil, in 2014. So it's in this very room. So it's, it's, exactly. it's, it's nice to have you back here. Um, so th as I said, these uh, dialogues are an opportunity for us to have a sort of more expansive conversation. We'll talk a little bit about how many people here have not seen Atlantics? Okay, very few. Okay, we won't spoil anything, but uh, we we could also talk about your other other films. Um, but also just speak more generally about um, your career. Um, so we'll just start with a you know a simple question and take it back to the the beginning. If you can tell us a little bit about how you came to to cinema, um, people, you know. Earlier this afternoon, you presented um, two f remarkable films by your your late uncle, Gibril Diop Mambetti. So obviously cinema is something that runs in your family. But I know your father is a musician um, who also worked with Gibril, obviously. And um, also, you know, I know that you had an interest in music, um, maybe that predated your interest in cinema. So what was it in your early life, in your teenage years, that first drew you to cinema? <clears throat> um uh most of uh, it's, it's as my uncle uh, is a famous di director and my f father uh, a famous musician it's 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 um it's it's mostly about them that uh, uh journalists or writers talk about when when we have conversation but at, of course uh, they they both influence me a lot but i was kind of um not that um i didn't grew up very long with my with my with my father and I didn't really I, I met Gibril but uh, in a very distant way because I was too 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 young to really have conversation with him about cinema so it's more um, I, I, I was raised in a very very creative and uh, extremely dynamic family uh, with the almost only artist. My mother was a photographer first before wor working as a uh, artistic director in in commercial. She was, but in the 80s, so in a moment where commercial war was still very creative and <clears throat> and, and closer to art. Um, but um, yes, yeah, so, so I, I, I was very, I really grew up in 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 a very um, rich and 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 um, and a, a very uh, complex cultural cultural brassage in terms of uh, uh, different uh, medium. Uh, my mother was a photographer. My father was a musician, a musician but was also painting. And uh, I discovered the um, the films of my uncle uh, little by little as I was uh, discovering. I mean. Uh, amongst other filmmakers. 
Um, I think uh, it's also the um, back and forth between two cultures from Africa to France, but also the ch chance to have traveled a lot and to have experienced different um, group of people of class, uh, which really I was very privileged to, 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 to be exposed to um, very different, very, sorry, uh, va various, um yeah a group of people and and, and places and and um and i think so yeah so i first came to to sound uh i previously wanted really wanted to be to become a musician uh, a singer um but i was also doing photography and then i after high school i went to do this theater residency so i met the what well, i met the I experienced relationship with, with text and with actors, and I guess all that different uh, experience led me to, to cinema. Uh, it took me a while to really connect uh, my um, uh, cinematographic heritage. It, it, it kind of, of reappeared uh, later, but um, I, I, I guess cinema is definitely a very natural uh, continuity to 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 my voilà, my um, the multi uh, poly, very polyvalent different members of my family and as i was uh, as interested by paint by dance by photography and sound it was also a way not to have to choose one art amongst other and first i i was more i was more um into into I'm definitely, first of all, a visual. I feel I'm, I'm, I'm first of all, a visual artist. Uh, that my first language is image and sound. And before I started to be interested by building stories and, and narration, I was, uh, I was definitely, and I still feel I'm, even though I've, I'm through this feature and, and through Mille Soleil, I, I, I'm discovering the, I don't know, the, the, the art and the work of writing. But um, and I'm more and more in, in, interested by it. But I really feel I'm first of all uh, my first language is definitely this. I mean, I'm, it's really I'm my tool is the camera is the is the is is, is it's happening in there <laughs> in this eye. So, um, voila. And then uh, I think it 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 it's it's only uh, in 2008, right after I I had this very strong impact uh, on working with Claire Denis uh, and also the experience of becoming a character. Was that your first time acting? Yes, um, it's been three years that I was, uh, I mean, I was, I was, I did a sh first short film in 2004 that I auto-produced with, with a, and, and I just re reunite uh, three friends for act, for, as actors and uh, we did it with nothing. It was just a first shot. And, uh, and then I entered Le Frenois because I was mm -hmm. looking for more uh, uh, a laboratoire, um, yeah. something where I could just try, I mean, just make film and not, um, I, I think I really wanted to escape the cinema school because I also had the privilege to be born in a family where it's something that, I mean, my father, my, my uncle and my mother are all autodidact. I don't know how you say autodidact. It's the same word. Yeah, yeah. the same. So I guess it's a bit of a... Well, I didn't. I, I I felt I could really uh, learn cinema 
by making it. Mm. Um, but I still went to Frenois to meet my generation because I, I, I felt that you don't, I mean, cinema is both uh, a lonely and a very collective uh, place. So I, 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 I felt that making my film on my own on my side didn't make on my side sorry didn't make much much sense. I, I needed to to do it uh, next to other filmmakers, and so that's why I wanted to to enter uh, uh, um, a structure. And uh, yes, and so this is when I met Claudine, and um, and it really reinforced my 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 decision and my evidence to, to become a filmmaker, mm -hmm. more than acting. I mean, I didn't... Right, so you were at Le Frenois making films, and I was, Claire, I just entered, and you met Claire. I just entered Le Frenois, mm -hmm. and three months after, uh, after I just had met um, Grégoire Collin. Mm -hmm. uh, I have just met Gr Grégoire Collin, the one of the... Claire Denise films, yeah. Yes, and uh, he, and three months later, he, co he gave me a call and, and, and told me that Claire was starting working on uh, uh, um, a feature called... 35 shots of Rome, and that she was looking for a, a, a person close to, to, to me, a mixed girl of my age. And so we met, and it was. Um, what was that meeting like? A, a, quite an evidence. Hmm? What was that first meeting with Claire like? Uh, for me, it was extremely. It was very, very crazy because I was already. Uh, uh, her, her work was already very important to me. Mm. And. At the time, a few French direct directors were important to me. I would say f three or four were, were really fondateurs. Mm. Uh, and she was one of them. And um, we, I, the, 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 the essay, the audition, was to dance with Grégoire Collin on uh, Marvin Gaye. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> it, was, uh, it was nice. <laughs> Dancing is important <laughs> in the film. So. Um, yeah. No, but um, yes, it was a. I, I mean, I. It's it, it's funny to say because it, it it it's not like I had confidence. It's not about coming to the audition and being confident. It's not about that. But I I had this intuition that. Um, so, I mean, a link was already there between 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 us. I mean, I don't, I don't know. It was like yeah, an evidence, yeah. and um, and so yes, this experience was extremely uh, uh, meaningful. But you, it, it's the most. It's one of the. It's, it's the kind of experience you measure the import the importance years after years after years. The more I I'm becoming. I mean, the more I advance in my own path, the more I realize how much Claire Denis has, uh, voilà, how, how the experience with her was was a very fondatrice. Fond Foundational. Foundational. And then, <laughs> and then. Uh, Fundamental. The year I, yes. The year I, I worked with her, uh, coincide. Coincides. Thank you. <laughs> coincides with the 10 years of the disparition death of my uncle and uh, I think it took me a while to to uh, measure the importance of my uncle's films uh, and and I, and for some reason that I realized his um, 
his uh, I, I I mean I realize how yeah that he was not there anymore but that his films and and the the very big importance of their trace and their existence I think I I kind of realized my heritage and and what I wanted to do uh what I wanted to 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 do with that um as a filmmaker in in uh i mean depending on your personal political background and and influences uh yeah i mean i i think you have different options different directions different possibilities and engagements uh, that are of, that are offered to you um or one only but um so i guess working with claire also becoming I think the, um, a very important thing to say uh, that also took me a little while to realize is that to play the character of the, the, the daughter of a black man in cinema kind of reminded me that I was not only white and French but also black and African. Because when I acted with Claire, it was uh, at a moment where uh, Senegal was very far away from me. I had I didn't go there. You for visited as a child. Yes, I, I I went there as a child, uh, in vacation regularly, and then nothing for around ten years. And so when I acted with Claire, um, I was really like in in the cliche of what s uh, mixed or black or, or or mixed people go through, experiencing not being not being white in a very white world and forgetting about the fact that you're not only white but also from elsewhere which is tricky when you're very clear like me because you can uh i guess that when you're black like dark skin it's hard to forget where that 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 you're definitely um not <laughs> i mean black in surrounded by white but but in france we have a very a uh, different relationship to 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 the frontiers are, are much more mm. tricky and and full of uh, um, yeah ambiguity and and this universal uh, this uh, le, la, la, the la dimension universaliste en fait the, the universalist dimension yeah, makes it very tricky actually for a mixed person in France. To, to figure out where the, you know. And so working, yeah, and so becoming, I mean, becoming this character for Claire Denis, the, the daughter right, of... About, a large part of the film is about your relationship with your father yes. in the film, too. Yeah. And Claire Denis was obviously uh, filming an actor, not a black man, but an actor. But to me, it was still some, quite something to discover myself on a big screen. It was like I had to... Look, I mean, you you you're the, you you're the daughter of a, of a black man. You 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 live in Paris in a very white world. But I mean, it sounds a bit um, maybe, but I think it's people don't realize how I mean people, uh, white people, don't necessarily realize how complex yeah. and 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 what you have to deconstruct to go through that, it, it's huge. And I think that this moment of my, of my life, uh, re, I think that I really re-engaged re, re and re, 
um, restart my relationship to cinema at the moment where I disconstruct my relationship to mm. my origins, to my white, French, African, black origins. So I think I used, I also used cinema as a tool to reconquer mm. my African origins and to question the, um, the fact that a Western culture was very heavily dominating my African culture. And, you know, it's, I think it was um, confrontation, both personal and political, to a number of subjects that came to that, uh, but uh, expressed through cinema. Mm. It's it's hard for me to to explain all that in English because it's not my first language. I hope it's no. I I think it's very it's, clear. It's clear. Okay. Um, I want to ask about another aspect of of working with with Claire Denis, which is which is being an actor, which is not something you said you set out to do. But then it's also something you did con continue to do occasionally. You worked with Antonio Campos, with Benjamin Crotty, um, with Matias Pinheiro, um, you know, in in their films, who are sort of like you know colleagues, mm -hmm. cohorts of yours. Um, and I'm wondering how, if you can talk about that experience of acting for the first time and how continuing to act and how that has informed your work with directing actors, with casting actors. Um, I mean, it's very, it's just, um, it's as simple as having experienced, uh, mm -hmm. as I was saying, to have myself becoming a character for, for a director. And um, I... I guess it's, it just gives you a, a, a much more concrete and visceral and physical relationship to acting, both on a very deep and concrete level. Deep because it's hard to explain what is it to become a character. It's, it's because it's quite, um, I don't know, it's just it's an experience that is hard to explain, but it's also on a very concrete level, like how vulnerable, uh, how... Uh, vulner uh, yeah, how it puts you at a vulnerable place, uh, how you know what an actor needs, and you know, it's just um, I don't know. It's it's it's. I just guess you uh, you just approach it in a very in a much more sensitive way, I think, right. and um, and maybe it also it also makes the link between writing a character, choosing the actor, and um, recognizing, uh, for example, for street casting. Uh, I think maybe to, to be an actor myself uh, makes me recognize in a very much more uh, visceral and intuitive mm -hmm. way the character I've imagined and wrote myself. Um, that is why, of course, uh, a lot of the work is is of course about rehearsal and 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 getting the actor to to understand very very precisely what she or he's defending and but it's mostly about choosing of not not even choosing but recognizing your mm -hmm. character through i mean through a million i mean <laughs> thousands of people in the street even though casting is is just not hanging it's just it's not about just walking the street and wonder it's there's a very i mean met, met, methodic way yeah. to to go find your actor for example for 
Suleiman in Atlantic, I went to find him on a work construction, the construction site. construction site. Yeah. So to to so the <clears throat> the person who who acts has a yeah a social and social relationship to a coherence, mm -hmm. a social career coherence with the character. But um, yes, I think I think the 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 fact to act just. Uh, It makes acting, writing, and directing a, a, a one and same dynamic. Uh, there is, yeah, it's not like three part. I think it's 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 a it's one same uh, gesture and 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 link. Yeah. Yeah. So okay, to come back to your um, time at uh, Le Frenois. So you were at school around the time that you made the film with Claire. And you made Atlantic, the short, when you were at Le Frenois. That was your graduation film. Or? In fact, so it was three years. Uh, no. Sorry, three months at Le Frenois. I left for the film of Claire, and after I finished the shooting with Claire, I still had a couple of months before mm -hmm. re-entering at Le Frenois. And it's really at that moment where I, uh, I, t I kind of. Uh, it was really the starting point of everything. Uh, I didn't have any producer at the time because, I mean, I, I, I was really starting. I auto-produced uh, travel to start shooting. Uh, and at the time, yes, so as I told you, it was 10 years, uh, the 10 years of my uncle's um, disparition. Passing. 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 Merci. And um, I started to question my father about the shootings of Jibril because they, my, my father was not only the musician of his films, but also his uh, main collaborator in yeah. everything. So, so I started to question him about how Jibril was shooting and asking him stories about the shootings and the making. And this is how I discovered I was mostly asking him about Tukibuki because it's the film of Jibril that in, in, yeah. yeah interests me the most and 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 um and this is when I I discovered the the story behind the characters of Tukibuki to keep so in Tukibuki so sorry you're not lost um the two main actors uh, oh, sorry no the story <laughs> not before the, the actors Um, it's 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 in the 70s and it's uh, about a couple of young marginal kids who who wish to to travel to Europe, but not not in a despair way as um, the youth of the thousand that um, is um, treated in my movie. It was it's in the 70s, so it's a, a more romantic relationship to migration where they they, they just after the independence wanted to to reinvent themselves elsewhere. And at the end of the film, uh, the the Mori, the, the man, decides at the last minute that he's incapable of leaving. And that voilà, and and the woman uh, leaves on the boat on her own and the man stays. And so I asked my father about the shooting and I discovered that in the real life um, the, the main actor never left uh, Dakar and that uh, the woman who played the role was living in Alaska where she was working on a work construction site and as soon like simultaneously after I heard this story uh, I, I, I felt that a script should be continued and that was going to be about the birth of a film about how does a 
what, what a character of cinema is made of. Right. Because I also found out that through the character of Mori, Jibril was um, was telling about himself. himself, and so it was a film about my my. And also, my father told me that Tukibuki was our story, our family story, which is a quite vague and mysterious phrase. <laughs> But uh, I kind of took it as a à la lettre. Um, I took it. Um, I took it literally. Yes, and. And I decided to use Tukibuki as a open door to re explore my cinematographic legacy and and the collective and personal legacy of, of that film. And it was not to give an homage to Jibril because I was I'm not into the I, I didn't live. I, I yes, I obviously was raised in a. It's definitely there's definitely a legend and a missed dimension. But it was the idea was not to give an homage to my uncle. The idea was really to make a film about another film, yeah. to talk about the Senegal of today, uh, through the I mean to to confront two generations, mine and the generation of my uncle, about the subject of migration and exile. It was not. Um, I was very sceptic about the sentimental relationship to the project because I didn't want it to be something sentimental or an homage or a mess you know it was it was really a cinematographic project and I, it 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 and it really uh, demanded a lot of rigor because mm -hmm. the most uh, subject is uh, familial and and intimate the more distance you need it, so it doesn't become i don't know complaisant mm -hmm. uh, so So it was a wonderful experience in terms of experimental writing and because it was a very, very um, complex uh, object of cinema mm -hmm. to mm -hmm. make, uh, to, to have a dialogue with another film that it's a, a masterpiece uh, from your uncle <laughs> when you haven't done films yourself be before. Uh, so a confrontation, also maybe a way to confront this masterpiece in the family so that I could right. do my own thing after. <laughs> Get it over with. Yeah. Up. <laughs> but uh, but also, but also, yeah, I mean, so wait, about you, the presence. We should clarify, we are, you're describing uh, Mille Soleil, A Thousand Sons, but, but you, so this was something that you already had in, had in, had in mind when you were working with your earlier short films? Mille Soleil was a... Mille Soleil is the first, prop, I mean, except uh, uh, this very short film I made in 2004 yeah. called Last Night. Mille Soleil is the, the first... The first thing you had in... Yes, and then, and then... Uh, But you made three other... Yes, and then I... Sh that, yeah, right? then I went, so I auto-produced this travel and I, and I, and with the help of my cousin who is here in the audience, Cher, Cher Hambay, uh, it was really uh, an incredible teamwork because I, I didn't, uh, it was a first trip to Senegal since a, a, a long time and I had no, no, um, I mean, if my cousin wouldn't have, <laughs> if my cousin, I mean, he, he just, uh, he was my open door to, to a lot of things. And, uh, and I also used the fact that he was my little <laughs> brother too, because in, in Senegal there's a, Uh, when you are the oldest, you really can uh, uh, <laughs> you have a lot of power on your little brothers. <laughs> you can ask them to. 
I'm your older sister, so you're gonna get it, you're gonna take me there and there and there and there and there because I'm your older sister. <laughs> and but at the end, um, I I kind of um, he was very young at the time and and, and me too. But I I, I was taking he he well anyway anyway uh, I'm I'm okay going back to the essential. So. I wanted to the the, the project of Minsole was as I was saying uh, to use Tokibuki to talk about now and yeah. so the, I organized screenings of Tokibuki in the streets to um, to uh, to receive feedbacks from the young yeah. audience to make them talk about exile and migration through Tukibuki. Yeah. So we did that. We went scouting on the locations of Tukibuki. That's how we shot the, the pardon, les abattoirs. The slaughterhouses. The slaughterhouse, uh, merci, the slaughterhouse. And, uh, and through my cousin, I met different boys who were about to cross, to reach Spain, or who, or Serigne. Who just came back from right. Spain, and so I, I should say that when I traveled to sorry to to, to Dakar for to make Minsole, it was a time where a lot of of young people were migrating, and so I really arrived. And Cher uh, was living at my aunt's uh, house, which was in a very popular neighborhood full of young people, and and I just entered in in in, in this very not enter, but I faced this very, very particular period of Dakar where, like I said before, a lot of young people were, and it was extremely marking uh, to 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 witness that and to, and also at the time, Cher, my cousin, was pe preparing his uh, his trip to, to the States where he lives here since 10 years now. And so I was coming back from, I was doing a comeback after many years of absence there. Cher was about to leave to, to, to live in the US and most of the kids of the neighborhood were obsessed by leaving the country. So it was a very, very um, intense uh, period. Uh, and, and, and the way uh, migration was circulating in the family at the time was very because my father was also doing a comeback there, mm. and so Mil Soleil was also to talk about how, uh, through different members of family, our relationship with departure and and returning from Senegal was uh, was very. It was also about that Mil Soleil. Okay. Um, so I shot uh, the sequence at night uh, with Serine telling his crossing, at that period. Right. Uh, then I went to the Frenois, and then I came back to to finish Atlantics. Atlantics, I mean, at, uh, the 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 scene you know, I mean, Atlantic, the show that the short, you know, yeah. was supposed to be a, a scene of, of a of, thousand uh, sun. Of of, of, of Minsole, yes. Yes, okay, yeah. and it's actually Arnaud Despalières, who is a French director, yeah. who because in Le Frenois you don't have teachers, you have um, uh, visiting artists, visiting. Yeah filmmakers who follow your work and I've uh, re-explored the rush the 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 of Atlantic sorry of uh, no uh, of the, uh, the, of, uh, <laughs> the, the scene I shot yeah. of, of Serene telling us his crossing and Arnaud Despalières helped me to 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 recognize that 
this shouldn't only be a scene of a film, but needed to become a film on itself. And a couple of days after, I, 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 j'ai uh, appris. I learned. I learned the death of Serin, the hero of. Uh, well, I'm not the hero, but the main person of of the scene I shot that he passed away, not attempting to go back to Spain, but but here in in Dakar. And so I guess my first relationship to shooting a movie in Dakar was very marked by mm -hmm. the fact that I I captured and 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 uh, filmed this this uh, this young man who really uh, shared his crossing in a very very incredible way that night and and that I the question of how do you continue a film with a main character who who is not here anymore do you have the right to do that uh, and if you do it how do how do you deal with that and so this is how I met his mother and his sister at his funeral mm -hmm. and that they became characters of the film and I guess that the sister of Serine who I filmed in Atlantics became Ten years later, the character of Ada. Right. Okay. So um, I wanted to. I don't want to. You don't have to talk. We don't have to talk about every single film <laughs> you made, but uh, I wanted to just talk about this period um, where you were making a series of short films in a way that that I I, f I think and a lot of other you know programmers found really exciting because you seem to be doing really interesting things with the form of the short film um, when you made Atlantique, Snow Cannon. Big in Vietnam, um, and then Emile Soleil. But um, it's interesting that you describe, you know, your idea of going to Le Frenois as a laboratory, because it really seems like with these series of films, you were testing different possibilities. Um, the films are so different, I, I should say, if people haven't seen them. Um, very different in, in subject, in form, in tone. Um, but it, it's, it's very exciting to have a sense of a young filmmaker trying so many different things so early in their career. And I'm wondering how you approached you know, that period where you were making like three, four films in a five-year period, and they were substantial films. They got a lot of festival play, and, you know, I think people were writing about them. Um, but it was it was interesting to me. Every time I saw one of your films, I was like, this isn't like the last one, <laughs> you know, and like, you know, Big in Vietnam is so different from Snow Cannon and so on. Um, <clears throat> sorry, I think it has a lot to do with um, the context um, there's definitely the f um, a different relationship, approach, personal uh, link to the film I shoot in Dakar and, and, and the others. Um, because the film I, 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 I do in Dakar come from a both very personal and political urgency mm -hmm. caused by a situation that that uh, obliged me to react to a situation to uh, also in terms of, of morale, uh, it, uh, it, 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 it confronted me to questions that goes beyond cinema uh, and were also really found a point of meeting between personal and, well, and political dynamic. Um, and then it's also, and it's very important to talk about that because it's not only about ideas, imaginary, and 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 and, and projects. It's also about 
meeting different people, producers, uh, who give birth to different dispositives of production and who, for example, uh, Big in Vietnam was a... Alors, comment on dit déjà une commande? Uh, commission. Oh, thank you. A commission uh, by a, a producer of, from Marseille who proposed me to, to do a film in Marseille with a, a certain budget and to work with uh, actors of the, of the region of the region. So it was a kind of an exercise. And at that time I had only directed Atlantics, the short. I had never worked with a professional actor. So for me, it was a great exercise. And um, so that was the, the constraints for these, a certain a budget, a city, and a group of actors. So um, I passed audition, I, I, I made the, I, I, I met 60 different actors, had, had them, auditioned them, which I never did before. Uh, I wrote, uh, and I decided not to write a script, then to meet the actors and to, but as I didn't know the actors, I decided to first cast them uh, and then write from them, which is a quite particular, it's, 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 um, and so, and so it became, between fiction and documentary, because it's all, it was also about them at the end, not not about which actor they were, but about more about them. And 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 it it happens that uh, most of them were French, but uh, originally from Vietnam, which is a which was which was on an unconscious level a way to talk about my own double culture through them. And so we 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 voilà. The, the, the process of writing and, and, and rehearsal with them was definitely experimental in, in, in because the, the, the script was uh, that I co-writed with my fr my friend Thierry de Peretti um, was really um, yeah the the, the, the the first script I wrote was really based on the rehearsal with the actors with um, because I was yeah I was just trying things and 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 experimenting writing and rehearsal and and so it began big in Vietnam uh, then uh, I met another producer who proposed me it's kind of another commission it's a uh, it's a very French um, particular producing situation where when producer have uh, produced enough films a year they have a certain amount of money to propose a project to a director and so Charlotte Vincent from um, Aurora Film proposed that to me, which was very, um, uh, dire, um, which was amazing for me because it was once again a project that was proposed and I could write and, and try something else. And so at the time uh, I, I did, a, it's called Snow Cannon. Uh, so Snow Cannon is a prep, Okay, it's um, I, I co-wrote I co-writeed it with Judith Lulevi, who is here in the audience, who is the producer who became the producer of my feature film Atlantics. Um, we met uh, after she had discovered Atlantics the shorts. We decided to make films together, and we, but before we worked on on this feature, we co-wrote uh, Snow Cannon, and Snow Cannon is a. Uh, is a kind of a short 
who was a preparation for a feature I had in mind at the time, who was supposed to be the adaptation of a Norwegian novel, uh, very different from Atlantic's, <laughs> uh, who was supposed to 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 set to be set in the French Alps, um, and who is telling the story of a. Come on, dit la toute puissance. <laughs> omnipotence or the 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 extreme power, la toute puissance de quoi en fait? La toute puissance, euh, c'est l'histoire d'une amitié toute puissante. Enfin, oh, it's it's the story of an overwhelming or uh, friendship. Yes, between between I think so between two 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 teenager girl, and um, <clears throat> one of them disappear in a very mysterious way, and it's really it's definitely again a, a story build uh, around a disparition. And um, and the sec and the character who stay reveals herself through the disparition of the first one. So and I did Snow Cannon uh, in preparation of that feature, and it was a much more yeah classic approach. Uh, first time I was using film. Uh, first time I was writing a script in a much more. Yeah, classical approach, like telling a story from a point to the end, quite um, yeah, much more classical than in terms of process writing, and uh, in terms of in terms of shooting, I was really aware that shorts were also made to just try things and 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 really, and I my skills in terms of desire of mise en scène and and it's very wide. I mean, I I, I um, so it's 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 has just to do with what I'm with the story I'm I'm, I'm yeah. voilà. when you said I want to come back to something you said earlier you said um, three or four filmmakers were very important to you at the time and Claire Denis was one of them who are the others um, I would say Chris Marker and um, and Godard okay. and um, but also I, I thought you were but at this time, then when I, um, in parallel of my short films, I would say that uh, my friends were mostly my inspirations. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, I mean, the, the, the friends who were making films by my side, yeah. uh, doing their own films. Um, like Gabriel Abrantes, yeah. who, who I met uh, at Le Frenois, who was definitely, um, very stimulating <laughs> friend and filmmaker to have um, in terms of uh, ambition, of uh, incredible creativity, and 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 um, Thierry de Peretti is definitely sure. a, a filmmaker who we we just grew up making films together side by side, and um, yeah, another other friends too, Benjamin Crotty also. I mean, very differently, but and later. But um, yes, I think it's it's we, we we often ask to filmmakers which like famous filmmaker filmmakers inspired them. But I feel um, that yeah, the, the the filmmakers that I've met uh, while I was making my own films had a very important impact on yeah. on challenge on yeah on yeah voilà. Yeah, I mean it's you know it's kind of hard to 
define like generations and movements or anything. But I do feel that there is something about a particular group of filmmakers who are around your age who have a kind of who often work in narrative but also are quite experimental in their approach. And I think Gabriel Brandt is somebody I think of in relation to your work. Um, and also people who have made a lot of short films and kind of play around with the form um, a bit. Um, something I did want to ask you is, even though your, your, your films up till now I think have been very different, I mean the short Atlantic is very different from the feature Atlantics, um, but there's throughout your work I think um, an interesting sort of um, way of, of putting documentary um, and fiction together. I mean people talk about this now as like a trend or something, but there's something I think, it's a really important part of your work to, to have this tension between the real and the imaginary. Um, and you see it right away in, in, in your first short, you know, and it's a big part of the feature, um, even though it's something that's very rooted in reality, it takes on the supernatural aspect. Uh, and I'm wondering if you can talk about, you know, this, this, this balance, um, this dichotomy between the real and the imaginary. It, it, it always have been difficult for me to talk about that, um, 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 to talk about that as a general gesture uh, which crosses all my work because I feel that each films are so um, have a respond to a very very specific uh, uh, landscape and and production uh, background and, and relationship to characters and and so each for each film um, the balance between real and fiction or document is is very comes from a very precise and and, and specific reasons. Um, but for the last film, maybe for Atlantics, the feature, uh, the <clears throat> also in 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 Africa, in Senegal, in Dakar, um, the the frontier between real. Invisi I mean, visible, invisible, right. uh, reality, fiction, death, and life is 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 is, is a very very different um, approach than here. Uh, and so I was al also um, I, I was it was very interesting from the beginning to to what does it mean to to make a fantasy film in Africa? Uh, because and I've. It's been confirmed when I showed the movie this summer to to, to a Senegalese audience um, because the film was released there uh, this summer that they were not in front they, they, they were not in front of a fantasy film really um, and they were and some of the the audience found some people in the audience kept telling me it's not a, it's not a, it's not a fantasy film it's it's a film who really depicts our rea reality. Or everyday life, or 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 beliefs, or or internal tensions, and um, so even if I I I grew up in in Paris in Europe, um, and that uh, I'm my 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 intellectual uh, artistic uh, influences and, and and background are are built by a very Western. Uh, Culture. Uh, I think uh, my 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 African uh, origins, and I don't know how to say my African, <laughs> the African part of me, uh, 
is expressing a lot itself in my movie, and uh, and it was uh, it ha it has always been difficult for me to justify that uh, approach in my films because uh, it's I think it's also just a, a language. Maybe also from the fact that I'm autodidact and that I've always approached film, I've always made films. I've never. I really never told myself I'm going to make a documentary or fiction. But to go back to, to Atlantics, um, I was very voilà, interested by... It. Uh, the, the, the genre dimension never came from the outside, even though I had uh, Fog from Carpenter as a very important reference or some gothic um, tales um, um, or different sources in poetry or, or literature and, and the romantic uh, movement and may but it was uh, it was always about a fantasy coming within the reality and being captured from from voila from the real and just trying to show the shift between what you call real and and how it shifts to something mm, <laughs> to another dimension and I think in the film it's 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 mostly about driving and circulating between different types of dimension yeah. than going back and forth between reality and fiction. It's more about uh, a, a, a one and one and one and same passage from a state to another. Um, both uh, about both. I mean, a passage from another, but at different layers and dimension. Um, and of course, as, as the film uh, has a very real uh, social, economic, political background and it's it, it rooted in, a, in, in, in reality, uh, it's just extremely important uh, in terms of, uh, uh, I mean, it was super important to get the situation, the social, cultural, political situation and landscape just very clear because it's what it is about. Um, voilà, but um, but it's a story about ghosts, about being hunted, about how ghosts are taking birth within us. How uh, and 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 as a as a yes, it's my English. I'm just going to ask one more That's and then fine. we'll take some audience questions. At a certain point when you were writing this film, you were using a title, um, The Fire Next Time. Yes. And um, Which is a James Baldwin title. Mm -hmm. And in, in, in Mille Soleil, there's a, a quotation from Giovanni's room. So can you say a bit about the importance of Baldwin to you? Um, yes. I mean, when, when Baldwin... When, um, when I... Um, Use the, this title for um, for the feature in France. Uh, it was like a couple of years ago. Uh, it was before James Baldwin recame at the front of the scene after uh, Raoul Peck's movie. Mm -hmm. um, I've discovered uh, uh, Giovanni's Room as a first novel, and uh, and. Um, and then another, another. I don't remember the titles, but um, I mean, yes, James Baldwin is is, is very important to me. Uh, 
it's hard for me to explain exactly why and 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 how it's just a uh, a voice that has always been central to me and uh, and in for in mille soleil i thought that i needed um it's 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 um the two continent uh, i mean the two territory uh inside mille soleil are relationship between Africa and, and, and France, I mean Senegal and France, but I felt that I needed a voice from America to 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 really complete the the dynamic uh, the the three points. And that uh, the final voice about uh, about a tale about exile should be from a black American. Uh, and this this sentence uh, I use in the Giovanni's room uh, that I use for a thousand sun is just one of the most éclairant uh, 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 illuminating illuminated uh, yes phrase I've heard about uh, the complexity of of this this look dislocation and and once again. Um, uh, I was talking to the, my collaboration with this author, uh, Violaine Huimont, uh, for the ending dialogues of Atlantics. And it's, there are some words that I will never be able to, 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 to make, uh, to, I, I definitely need to, to, enfin, voilà, enfin, you, I needed Baldwin to, to talk about, um, about, the experience of being displaced. Mm. And yes, Fire Next Time uh, is very connected to the Dakar Spring uh, in, that happened in 2012 after the Arab Spring. Uh, it's really when this Dakar Spring emerged from a moment where I nobody, I think, could have expected this rupture coming from the youth and from a part of the people at that time. It was after the quite long period of uh, Barcelona ou la mort, which means Barth Barcelona or death, which is a phrase that the youth, uh, a phrase that was kind of the hymn or the the mantra of a whole youth who was obsessed by going to Europe. And so after this very dark period, uh, uh, riots uh, uh, um, gave a huge and unexpected rupture. And it's when and how uh, my position of how to approach a film about a lost generation that uh, disappeared in the sea should be told by the living and by the vital force of the country and by the one who stay and by a young woman. And, and so this is, and Fire Next Time just appeared like an evidence as a title. I think it was really, you know, a title is really a, um, it's very musical. It really gives you a frequency, a vibration, a frequency you 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 have to to keep in mind, uh, because you know that you want the film to 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 reach that frequency or to to voilà, to stay on that. Uh, and so, fire next time was really the my kind of mantra for the whole writing, and uh, because it's a quite. Uh, Warlike. Warlike. Okay. Combative, maybe. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know it was warlike. Okay. 
um, warlike. Um, Yeah, uh, it's yeah. I needed this war, war like um, um, impulse, I guess, to 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 find the courage to go through all that adventure. Um, and at the end of the shooting, we found out that the title was not uh, was not uh, possible to to use in terms of rights, which was not a um, a, a, a big pain because I I I. I I, I found that the film was kind of displaced itself from yeah. from this warlike the warlike, uh, and that and and that I wanted the title to become more uh, mysterious and less um, maybe less maybe less warlike. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's take a few audience questions. Yeah, we'll start over there. Um, hear, hearing hearing you express you know your question on. The, how much was it documentary, how much was it real, and you saying how you really found the fantasy within the real. In watching the film and in, 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 in the narrative, it, it felt clear to me that, okay, that was scripted. Uh, however, there were so many moments in the film that I wondered, was that improvised? There was just this sense of you know, spontaneity that went, you know, threading through the narratives, and when you went from one dimension to the next state, were there was some of that you changing the dialogue on the set, or how did you achieve that quality, and what was your process in 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 doing so? It's it's definitely no, it's it's definitely not improvised. I mean, there's on other films. Uh, um, I don't know, like for example, on a thousand sun, even if it was very, very, uh, very, very structured, uh, I think there was definitely more, a more uh, imp improvisation dimension. Also because the lead actor was playing his own role, but on Atlantics, um, I think um, the, the 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 script itself is extremely structured. Um, but structured in a way to give a lot of um, space to circulation, sensuality, and yeah, mostly circulation. Um, and um, it has a very, uh, the, 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 con the construction took a little while, like a couple of years. Uh, it has a very, both classical, like three parts, structure but also a lot of uh, a very kind of a un jeu de piste un <laughs> kind of a um uh, uh it's hard yeah, yeah kind, um, no kind of a a treasure hunt a little bit yeah, yeah. It's, um it's both very classical very en fait ludique playful play Playful uh, in terms of, uh, I think we took a lot of freedom with my co-writer Olivier de Mangel. We both wanted wanted the film to be very accessible, uh, to assume a certain relationship to American cinema, uh, like an efficiency, uh, action, uh, really like you know this something that really advance and and and. Uh, but both uh, 
very uh, contemplative and, 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 and sensual and, and sensorial. And so it, it was, um, I, I really wanted the film to, to, to be able to hold all the different kinds of cinema I, I love and, and who shouldn't be, and, and who can cohabit in the same film. Um, but no, I mean, uh, I, I would say that the most uh, vital, vibrant, uh, and maybe sensation feeling of, of living and of, and so that maybe you call improvisation, is definitely brought by the actors, by these people in the film who, who are characters in the movie, but who are who they are and who are uh, so special. And so, yeah, so special and so particular, uh, and which is um, a mix of a very, very precise work in terms of direction, in terms of what we what we've built together through the rehearsal, but also a, a possibility to make them exist and and express who they are. And I think that's that's what. <clears throat> uh, characters not should be because I mean but I think they bring soul and, and, and life a lot of life to the film but in a very structured uh, story system but who gives a lot of, of space to, 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 to life and to and to, to them to, 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 to the people I, I film. Hi um, Mati thank you very much for the film. Um, for its beauty, Atlantique, so I'm speaking about uh, which is the feature. Um, I'm going to try to construct this question, and I'll try to keep it brief. I wanted to ask you, I found your filming of the ocean utterly beautiful. And I wanted to ask you about the ocean, its meaning. And also, I, wa I watched your short Atlantics, uh, which I also found quite moving. And there was, towards the end, there was what I thought without knowing much about Senegal or Wolof or Dakar, um, gravestones uh, towards the end of the short, or what I thought might be a gravestone. I, I could be wrong. But um, a, what? Sorry. A, 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 a gravestone, um, like a cemetery towards the end of the short. But it, the, the question is about the ocean, its beauty, but also um, the place I was very moved, um, the last little piece from the feature, when the men reappeared at the bar and you saw them in the mirror and you, and you remembered them from the beginning of the film. And um, I just wanted to ask you about uh, this place of remembrance, the ocean, and, and how to construct a I'm saying gravestone, but I, I mean a, a memorial of someone, a tribute to someone, which I think you did through the film in a very powerful way. But just to ask you, it's a loose question, but maybe you could speak to that. No, no, thank you. It's it's very clear. Um, <clears throat> I think um, I've been I've been uh, giving a dif not different, but as you can imagine, I've been entering to the to the. The, the question about the ocean a lot of times, but at the end, um, I think that I could tell you that the ocean is a, a character in itself. I could tell you that 
it's a symbolic of many things, but I think that it's mostly, um, I think my, 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 my images and my, my cinema um, also begins where my, my, where my words, my words and my capacity to formulate things ends. And I think that um, there's something to come back to the, the period I'm talking about and which is all about this, this, this departures of, of that youth for Spain uh, and, 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 and their passing in it. I think that uh, besides all the rational, economical, social answers to, to this departure, there is still something that's in front of the immensity of this ocean, there is still something that, uh, and I think that's why I made this film, something that uh, um, leaves me absolutely speechless and incapable of uh, not understand but measure is the is how is this uh, passage of act where a boy or a group of boy cross that immensity and, and go there and, 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 and jump into it. Because uh, I can understand the reason why they want to get there, but you still have this immensity to, to cross. And, and it's a physical and a real act. And, it, it, and this, specifically, specifically this, this makes me, I don't, I mean, I, I'm, and so to confront the audience in front of that ocean is a way to share my own uh, incapacity of um, So, and uh, well, okay. shorts. Um, <coughs> yeah, we'll go to you, ma'am in the red. Yes. Hello. Thank you so much for being here. Um, as a fellow Senegalese, it's um, an honor to meet you. Um, I run a website called Discover African Cinema that talks about the inception of African cinema. And um, from what I've seen throughout the years, um, African cinema, particularly um, in Senegal, has faded quite a bit. I mean, it started off with uh, Usman Simbin and Mambeti Jup as well. So I was wondering, what can, what can Africans do to you know, bring back the storytelling, particularly in Africa, and um, actually to an extent in Africa, but particularly in Senegal, to the world scale again? <laughs> it's a very loaded question, very general, but I was just wondering. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I, I, I did what I thought. Uh, I mean, I, 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 I'm kind of, I mean, my film is one of the, is my own answer to your question. It's hard to, to, to give a, a general answer because it's connected. It's, I mean, the reason why, after the uh, golden age of Af uh, Senegalese cinema, mm -hmm. the reason why it all—I mean, it, it it stopped and it got interrupted—and 
and the reason why all the uh, theaters of uh, uh, movie theaters of Dakar were sold and became supermarkets, and uh, the reason why some young uh, Senegalese filmmaker uh, sh uh, directed some short films or even feature in French and not in Wolof. Mm -hmm. um, the absence of, of structure, of a, of a um, structure of production, distribution, uh, <clears throat> all these um, fractures, uh, all these, yeah, all, all these absence and, and fractures uh, in, voila, it, it, I don't know, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a very complex uh, economic political situation that lead, lead us there. And so now it's about to reconstruct and to, and to, and to figure out um, what, is, what it is to be done today, to, to rebuild. Um, but it's both, it's on so many levels. It's, 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 it's first uh, on artistic and, and, and cinematographic level, uh, which stories, from which point of view, in which language, uh, and then and then there is the voilà another a more uh, product pr production and distribution level and but it's a big subject. True. Um, yeah. But voilà shooting shooting writing writing and 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 shooting the film in, in Wolof was obviously for me is a, is a one of the one of the voilà the the answers to coming back to. Voilà. I think the film is uh, one of the answers for, for, for my own possibilities. Okay, I think we can take one more question. So yeah, we'll come to you here. Um, I believe you, uh, you and your team said this was your first feature film. Um, I wanted to ask, I guess, just in terms of uh, this journey for you as a director being your first feature, can you... Um, just kind of give some insight to that journey, how that, what that was like for you, um, even for some of the actors and your producers. What was that like going from shorts, uh, medium, medium length to a feature length film? Um, I, for me, the the most um, uh, the most um, huge difference was the. <laughs> The writing process, the difficulty for me, uh, who comes from a more visual um, relationship to cinema, uh, I think the the biggest challenge for me was really the, the the time it took to build to 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 structure. Even though my original idea and vision was very clear, uh, both formally and 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 what I wanted to say very precisely, but. Bes um, despite that, it, it, it still it still took uh, quite some years to really have the story structured and and exist. So um, it was m basically about learning how to write, um, <clears throat> about learning how to write this film, not to write in general. Um, but then, except that, for me, it felt more like a continuity because uh, all the themes and and uh, and 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 different uh, I don't know uh, approaches in terms of mise en scène were 
already I think experimented in my shorts. I think that I feel that you find all my shorts in in the in in the feature. Uh, and and the biggest also change was to have so many. Uh, the crew is is I mean you have a lot of interlocutors. Um, People that you deal with. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> so, um, but um, I did everything I could so it, it didn't become the first feature and uh, and the pressure that goes with it and uh, and the professionalism that sh is supposed to go with it that I I kind of uh, was uh, a bit uh, sceptic about too. Um, but also, I mean, try to get rid of this... Uh, big step, uh, like adult uh, uh, initiatic passage, you know, but also to, but still, uh, to me, uh, I have a very, uh, I think, uh, not naive, but very uh, first degree uh, relationship to feature. For me, feature is also to talk about a much larger audience uh, in a way that I, that, I mean, uh, I definitely, after Atlantic's The Short, wanted to talk about the same thing, but not only to very, uh, um, um, to very uh, cinéphile uh, assembly like here, but to be able to talk about the same situation to the to the world because it's 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 cinema is to me is uh, also about really um, addressing myself to a large audience. And uh, and I think, uh, but staying myself, staying uh, close to my own way of telling stories, and and stay uh, faithful to the cinema who built me, and uh, and and try to voilà, to to reconcile the uh, <clears throat> large audience film, uh, bringing singularity and, 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 and experimental uh, propositions of, 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 of telling stories and and I think uh, I, I'm kind of but um, it shouldn't be it shouldn't be a, it should be really a, just a, it really depends on on how you build how the shorts were built and and, and but to me, it was more of a continuity, I think. I think we're going to have to wrap it up. But um, I want to thank you all for coming. And Mati, thank you so much. Thank you. And for coming. Thank you very much, Dennis. Thank you for having me. You've been listening to the Film at Lincoln Center podcast. Our opening music is by Steelism. You can subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, and Spotify. Film at Lincoln Center is a nonprofit arts organization based in New York City and supported by individuals just like you. For 50 years, we've been dedicated to supporting the art and elevating the craft of cinema and enriching film culture through the programming of festivals, series, retrospectives, and new releases, the publication of Film Comment, the presentation of podcasts, talks, and special events, the creation and implementation of artist initiatives, and our film and education, curriculum, and screenings. To learn more about what we do and support Film at Lincoln Center by becoming a member, visit filmlink.org. That's F-I-L-M-L-I-N-C.org.